Have you ever had something spooky happen? Something you can't explain. My name's Liana. And I'm Michaela. And sometimes you just have to ask yourself, what if it's haunted? Well, if it isn't the haunted fam coming back to listen to no, no, what? no, we're coming back. Oh, they've been here. Oh, they're just chilling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they've been in like a morgue kind of area. I mean, I wasn't gonna go that morbid. I was, I was oh. gonna say like they were waiting for us to like enter the haunted house, and <laughs> were those uh, slacker friends who didn't show up for? Three months? How long have we sure. been off? <laughs> but hey, we're back with all new episodes, and we love you, Haunted Fam. I'm Liana. And I'm Michaela. And this is What If It's Haunted? Yeah, a paranormal podcast all about validation. So, you know, a paranormal podcast. <laughs> we're here to talk about spooky, weird shenanigans yeah straight up shenanigans anything spooky anything odd anything unusual yeah we really like to find uh lots of stuff on the internet for sure it there's um lots of lots of spooky things there lots of rabbit holes so many rabbit holes yeah i have been doing a lot of research for upcoming episodes and let me tell you i spent so much time researching that Oh, it takes me forever to actually write down my my notes and bullet points. Yeah, it's it's a job now. Like the way this podcast is kind of changing, we still want your stories, but I mean, sometimes we don't we don't get them all the time, but we still want to give you quality quality content, and we still want to talk about things, right? So we're going down some rabbit holes as before, and it's become eye opening almost. <laughs> Like, we, we hear about these things, but, like, there's history there. We're, we're historians now. We're very cultured. <laughs> I mean... Is that wrong? I guess, yeah. We could, we could be kind of cultured. I don't know about historians. I feel like that takes a lot of writing. Yeah. You see, I, I now have a, a, a cup of tea here. And, are, are you about um, to spill the tea? Um, the, the paranormal tea, yes. The spook um, tea. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hilarious. You see, as a historian, I can laugh at that joke. As everyone immediately turns off the podcast, never to return. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, it's been a while. So we are just kind of, we're shaking loose right now and hanging out um, yeah. before we get into it. So please enjoy our awkwardness. <laughs> Uh, so since we're coming back, this is actually, if this is your first time listening to an episode, probably the best time, uh, because like I said, we are kind of doing something new, but we, we've been gone for a while, so we don't have very many stories right now. So we've done our research, like we talked about, uh, and now we're here. So usually the way these things go for all the newcomers is... Michaela and I start off by talking about something that seems kind of random, but eventually kind of ties in, I think, to the main stories that we're talking about. Um, I usually share something funky that I found online that week, some social media post, a meme, 
a comic, whatever, something silly that kind of gets us into the spooky little mood. And then we go through a few of our wonderful listeners' stories and discuss them, usually two. One read by me, one read by Michaela, or just play it if you happen to go upon our anchor page and send us a voicemail. But the first part of the show is going to stay the same. We're still going to be silly, wacky, and some social media posts. So you guys will get plenty of my humor as the next round of people leave the podcast. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe the people who are sticking around are history buffs. And, uh, you know, we are historians after all. So. And then they're going to leave when they realize you're lying to them. No! <laughs> well, I mean, is it false advertising? Because I don't think so, considering I did take a history class before, which makes me a, histori- a historian, right? Is that how that works? I don't think that's the definition of historian. Well. But I'm not going to look it up because I feel like that's going to get too technical. But I don't think that is the accurate definition of historian. All right. I get a lot of hate mail. I'm going to bring in my funny meme right now so we can uh, can get this um, this spooky little ball rolling. All righty. So this is a meme I found a while back. Um, I can't tell where it was posted, but the, the screen name, I guess, would be Glitching Wolf. Best way to banish a spirit? Throwing salt while yelling, Does this look like a goddamn hotel to you? <laughs> First of all, pay your bills. Ghosts. Well, does it? <laughs> pay pay rent. rent, guys. Look, we don't run a charity here. Um, is that assault to a ghost? Ah! Assault. Assault? <laughs> we're turning into the po- comedy uh, paranormal podcast here and we're bad at it so we should stay away from that. Uh, I will save my puns and jokes for my FBI guy our jokes are spooky good <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of hotels yeah. um, have you uh, watched any uh, Netflix uh, documentaries lately? oh do you mean the uh, Cecil Hotel the documentary? Cecil Hotel yeah I yeah. watched all of it last night wow that probably um, gave you some good dreams, I bet, because that's a deep story. Well, you know what? Actually, wasn't so bad. Um, spoilers might take place here for anyone who hasn't watched it yet, but it is a a story that's from 2013. So I don't, I don't know. They took a non-spooky approach to it. So, like, I think between like episode two and three or something, I, I was sketching while I was watching them, so I wasn't, you know, like I wasn't just watching them. I was, hanging out on the couch kind of thing. Right. They kind of left off with some of that weirdness in the elevator, the recording where she's like moving her hands. Um, and it looks a little spooky because of the quality of the film and because of the, uh, the timestamp on it. But officially they declare it a, I believe a mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. She wasn't taking her medication. And they, I think what they think happened is that she was, hallucinating because she's heard voices in the past of someone coming after her and then you know she let herself into the water reservoir and that's uh uh yeah and that that's that was really it um so they ended it on like a quite literal like real life thing you could still kind of take deep dives into it if you want i like to be a skeptic so but since it was so open shut it did not give me nightmares (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if You've seen them, but I have you watched Ghost Adventures before? No, no. Okay, no. so 
it's run by so it's uh, paranormal investigators. Um, Zach Baggins is like the main guy, and he kind of instigates paranormal activity to happen. Anyway, they they did a um a special on the Cecil Hotel, like coming out right now to line up. I think with the Netflix special, like in that special, apparently, it, like the Night Stalker stayed there. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, that was mentioned in this as well. Yeah, so I think that kind of stuff fed into. <laughs> Hotels are haunted, fam. Like, I, in my belief, like, in my own world, any place with a bunch of energy will attract spirits. Like, it just feels like theaters um, we've talked about before have spirits in them, even if nobody has passed away there. But that's think about the electromagnetic fields, which a lot of paranormal researchers use to detect spirits. But like, there's so many lights in those places. There's so many in a hotel. There's so many TVs. Uh, there's so much there to attract something otherworldly. Uh, <laughs> so, and I don't think they um, cleanse very often. Not the sheets. They they do clean the sheets, <laughs> but as far as the rooms themselves and the energy signatures there, I've never seen uh, a housekeeper with a thing of rosemary spreading that around or throwing some yeah. holy water about or something. So, not to say that they was well, that why they keep a Bible on the bedside table? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's usually uh because of a company wide policy due to uh beliefs in my Something experience. Well, okay, so I haven't worked in a hotel, but because you and uh Dan have, I've heard stories over the years, um, not that you work currently, but that you previously worked at hotels. And something during that, if you actually go and watch the documentary on Netflix, the person who was running, uh, I believe she was general manager of the hotel during the time of the Elisa Lamb case, she said that like she hadn't really seen a lot of death in a hotel before, mm-hmm. and that this made her a little uncomfortable. But from what I've heard of from your experience and Dan's, that it's pretty common for someone to pass away while either staying at a hotel or like OD or something. So like I thought that was really um I don't know weird especially because that hotel is known for so much crazy shenanigans that I'm like sh- I think she was the manager there from 2007 to 2017. Mm-hmm. So at the time 2013 she was already working there, you know, for quite a while. And so I'm like, you're telling me you hadn't like come. I mean, yeah, this is a specific type of incident and I don't think anyone wants to run across that. But you're telling me that like this isn't like a thing that has happened with frequency of some sort or I guess frequency is the wrong term. But you know what I mean? Like it's happened. (laughs) Well, okay, so (laughs) that also is like my husband has worked in hotels basically since he could work in every hotel he's been at. Someone has passed away. He's like, I'm cursed now. So maybe it's just because I worked at a hotel when he was working at the same hotel. So maybe maybe it's just Chris. Maybe it's just my husband. I mean, I've read that anywhere. <laughs> Not that he though. did it. <laughs> Not that he no, did I've read, it. <laughs> I've read that like, you know, like you just don't know, what's, you know, because obviously in order for the hotel to keep running, they just don't let you see it or become aware of it kind of thing. So I just thought mm-hmm. that was a little strange. Well, think of the people. Think of how many people come in and out. And it just the probability 
is very high. So somebody probably did in the hotel that you're staying at probably did pass away. And oh, yeah, for one reason or another. Right. So it's not like crazy to think that. But before anyone ever passed away at our hotel, there was things happening in weird places. So like it, it doesn't nobody has to pass away at a place for there to be spirits. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the, as as we always say, there are different types of hauntings or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, which we really need to get into one day, but yeah, yeah there are, you know there are different types. So it's not always it's not always somebody who passed away. That's just that was the point I was getting at right. over there because I was like, really, this is like the first time you've seen it. I don't know. That's I, I, I'm still I'm gonna keep being skeptical about that. But um, either way, it was actually a pretty good watch. I actually because um, we haven't had a chance to talk about this at all. Um, I didn't really care for Night Stalker. Um, from Netflix, probably because I already knew so much about the Night Stalker case that it, it presented itself quite, um, I mean, as most documentaries, uh, a little bit dull to me. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the stuff they said I already knew, so I think that's why I was, I was, you know, it just wasn't my jam. But the Cecil Hotel one I enjoyed. I learned things I didn't know before, so. Yeah. I recommend it as a good watch. Um I'm Kim. And I'm Ashley. And we host True Crimes and Weird Times, where we answer questions like... Did the government really kill Danny Casolaro? Did you know that the movie Scream was based on an actual serial killer? How much do you know about skinwalkers? Join us every Wednesday for your weekly dose of true crimes... The unexplained... And the just plain weird. Check out our website, truecrimesweirdtimes.com. Find us on Instagram and Facebook. And listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. So come check us out. We'll be waiting. (laughs) So this episode this week is um, actually about Indiana, um, where I live, and because hotels are, again, uh, pretty notorious for being haunted. And I was like, what do we what do we have in Indiana? So I took a look and I found the story. In a state known for corn, and more corn, there is an inn that has been around since 1852, in one way or another. This is the story about the Story Inn, located about 10 miles from Nashville, Indiana. It appears that some of the guests have extended their stay well past their original reservations. One apparition that makes itself well known is often called the Blue Lady. Before we meet this mystical woman, we should know a little bit more about her husband, Dr. George Story. Dr. Story was given a land grant and purchased the village that became known as Story in 1851. He was able to practice medicine on those timber harvesters that built the buildings in the town, including the Story Inn. This was a prosperous time for the area, which later fell greatly during the Great Depression. Very few in the area even stayed. Back to Dr. Story. Such a well-to-do man certainly had a well-to-do wife, right? While not much can be found on a search for Jane Story, she didn't drift away into the void forever. Many believe she still visits the Story Inn, now a bed and breakfast, and even has a room dedicated in her honor known as the Blue Lady Room. For decades... 
those that have come across her spirit tell the tale of a blue apparition with icy blue eyes and ribbons of blue that are left as she disappears. The lingering scent of cherry tobacco has given those guests reassurance that what they witnessed in mirrors, near bedstands, and sometimes, even just without warning, was not a trick of the light. With such paranormal activity, ghost hunters have made their way to find evidence of the Blue Lady. While the photos showed orbs, the amount of energy felt was surely electrifying. Items moved on their own, being thrown off shelves, and doors would open and shut without provocation. Perhaps it's just a publicity stunt for a village that once became a ghost town brought back to life, or maybe... This story in has a former owner who wants to welcome you for your stay, however long that may be. That's a long time, 1851. I don't know if I'd want to hang around a hotel that long, especially like that hotel looks where now it's a bed and breakfast. They kind of kept the aesthetic the new owner from what i can tell but it's like got a legit web page and everything so i kind of want to go stay there not to see the blue lady but just because it i like bed and breakfasts and <laughs> sorry blue lady i'm paying for the ambiance not your company and uh <laughs> for those that don't know um we love ghost stories, but we don't love ghosts. Yeah. Like, the ghosts are fine where they are, away from me. What? We don't put ourselves in horror movie situations? Yup. <laughs> <laughs> Liana motto, to live by everyone, no mm. horror movie situations. Yeah. So, okay, so she appears as a blue apparition, icy blue eyes, and then leaves blue ribbons as she disappears? Yeah, and... That's what I found, like an article I found said happens. I picture it kind of like, you know, in uh, Scarlet Witch's magic powers. Those little swirly swoos. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so not like I a literal happens when she ribbon, just like. No, like a, not like color guard. Magical. Yeah, like not like she's not she's not conjuring some ribbons and hey, a ribbon for you, a ribbon for you. Girls <laughs> should wear more ribbons in their hairs. Hey, they you, do like a you put on a ribbon now. Like none of that crap. Okay. Yeah, she's not that fancy, from what I understand. They do see her in a gown, I think. And the interesting thing is the cherry tobacco. I I just think that that's such a like almost tangible thing um but do i wonder if like the wood and stuff they would have had to redo the wood in places because that stuff can hold a smell right but lingering scent so does that imply that that scent is there constantly or that scent is there after she's been there it seems like it comes and goes so even if they don't see the apparition you could probably smell the scent So, like, she's nearby. I also don't know how frequently she shows up. If Obviously, it would have to be fairly frequently for her to have her own room. And the new owner, who I think he bought the village, because it was was like a ghost town. And he, he bought the village in, like, the 70s, I think. And he even was like, nah, you guys are crazy. 
You guys don't know what you're talking about. Um, but then he looked at records, like an old guest book from the story in, and people were talking about seeing the apparition decades before, like forever ago. So she's been around. She's obviously gained her status. She has her own room. There are regulars at hotels. She's one of one of them. And yeah, it's interesting also that she that it's like poltergeist type activity in that things were being thrown. Mm-hmm. I feel like once something is thrown, that elevates the haunting. Yeah, it's like, ooh, I learned how to, you know, engage with, like, physical matter now. Right. Also makes it a lot more real. It's not like, oh, did I see that out of the corner of my eye? Like, was I dreaming? Like. No, yeah. I wonder if this, like, the story in also leans into it. So do they use it as a way to get guests in because I also think that there's a part where (laughs) energy is really big. And if you focus your energy on making something happen, like during both Frank and Katie's guest spots, we talked about if you, you can kind of speak things into existence. It just kept coming up like in your reading and what Frank said and I just keep thinking every time I go down into my basement, like, there's nothing down here. The moment I think something's down here, there's going to be, like, a demon. That's <laughs> that's my anxiety. But also, I don't want anything down there. So I'm wondering if they kind of spoke this entity into existence, like, thought it into existence. So, like, maybe it's not the wife. Oh, yeah, like, one of those things where, like... Somebody thought they said they saw something and then it was a rumor and then suddenly so many people believe it that it's just it's just so like now it is a spirit, but it's not who they think it is. Maybe. And also it was a it was a ghost town. So that place had a lot of time to soak in the area. (laughs) I, I wonder if there's like limestone there. I don't know much of Indiana's rock formations. I wonder if, like, also it, um, like, maybe it's half and half. Maybe, like, there is a ghost, but it's not very prevalent, and then they just kind of, you know, they just kind of roll with it. They're like, oh, you know, we'll just, you know, we'll move things around once in a while, or, like, they have things set up so it is, like, more a publicity stunt, but then there's a ghost, like, just chilling back there going, I didn't do that. (laughs) That wasn't that wasn't me, and I'm not saying that because I do think that something is there, and I do think that the blue lady is a thing. Um, I just kind of want to know from whence it came, because also blue the the color signifies sadness, right? So is Jane okay? Like is is that the her reason for still being there is to gain peace? Because George seemed to be a very busy guy he he created this village um was she given enough attention or was the how did she pass i don't know i couldn't find too much on her so i wonder if maybe this hotel was the only time she really got to talk to people the only time she was like a hostess you know so that's why she's still there i mean the fact that it's described icy she could have you know like 
succumb to the cold or something mm. as well. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Uh, apparitions aren't normally like a color, right? They can be. I guess it depends who's seeing them, right? Because like some people see them as like we see each other, like me, you, right here, and some people see a more faint, transparent, yeah, like being. So, but if everyone's seeing her the same, this is how she's representing herself, right? Hmm. Interesting. Spirits want to be heard. So what is she trying to say that isn't getting across in the past couple decades? She clearly likes the shelves to be cleared off and the doors open or shut in a certain manner. I mean, pretty, pretty obvious here. Yeah, that, that's what she likes. I wonder if they change the layout of the hotel. Because a lot of times, like, you'll see ghosts walking through walls and it's because the layout's changed of the, of mm-hmm. the There location. wasn't a wall there before, yeah. Right. So I wonder if maybe the, the doors... But. Or maybe she likes things being kept very organized, and so she's like, these this, these, these cans don't go here. No, no, no. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't right. Because we've talked about it before, where they don't like things being changed. So like you were saying, like the layout, but like also like where things go. Maybe they're like, I don't like this. This isn't what goes here. The honey goes here. Why are you putting peas? You know, whatever. <laughs> She's just a woman stuck in her ways. I get it. You know, I don't like change. Nobody likes their pantry or anything reorganized without their consent. No. So Especially at like a kitchen. I wonder, ooh, I wonder if it happens a lot in the kitchen there. It is a bed and breakfast. If you work at the story in, please send us your story. <laughs> send us your story in about the story in. <laughs> yeah, I actually wonder if anyone we know stayed there. I mean, it's close by. Certainly not me, but you know. By close by, I mean in the same state. So I always, whenever I look up any of these like haunted things, mm-hmm. I can't find like stories from individuals experiencing them and it's incredibly frustrating like when we talked about like you know cuba road and i'm like i i've grown up like near chicago my whole life i know people who've driven up and down that street you know by the cemetery and all that and (laughs) why are these stories so few like is it literally because people are just uncomfortable talking about these things or because they explain it away i wonder if they explain it away like that would make sense yeah, like explain away or ignore. Right, because that's something we do anyway. As as a as a human, like we that's what we want to do and we've talked about that quite often is that we just want to know what's happening. Which is why anxiety is so prevalent. Uh well, funny enough, last night as I was trying to sleep, I heard something skitter and run across the roof, like claw marks running across the roof. And so I pop away, I pop up and Dan wasn't asleep yet either. And I was like, did you hear that? What was that? I was like, do you think that was out on the roof? Was that an animal? And he's like, it's probably just like snow defrosting or something. So we had a lot of snow. And I'm like, no, no, no. That, that was something running across our roof. And it better not have been in the attic. Because <laughs> as we all know, I record right next to the attic. But my door is closed and the attic's fairly blocked off. So I don't know. I thought it was outside, but it's just funny because, you know, like my instinct was like, oh, it's an animal. And immediately also I was like, and weird scratching sounds. That's a sign. I should probably cleanse the house. (laughs) I mean, I've been meaning to because my dice need a good cleansing. They've been rolling really shitty. They need some neutral energy. So 
got to do what you got to do. It just to feel better too. Like it starting fresh helps. It's also these apparitions are given names without knowing who they are. So like we have the blue lady, but also you have a story about the gray lady. Ah, yes, my story now. When searching for haunted libraries in Indiana, one kept popping up. In fact, the photo of its popular poltergeist is one you may have seen before. This is of the Gray Lady. Evansville, Indiana is home to the Willard Library, which opened in 1885. Willard Carpenter was the mastermind behind the building. He hired architects Robert Boyd and Henry Brickley from Chicago to begin work on the building that is now known as a National Historic Location. Willard gave his later years to the construction of the building. Even at 80 years old, he was helping in its birth, carrying lumber and dirt around the construction site day in and day out. His family was less than pleased that he spent all his time there. When he passed of a stroke, he was not sorely missed by many in town. He wasn't the best of guys, it seems. He wasn't even missed by his family, which included his wife and three children, Luis, Marcia, and Albert. While being a wealthy man, he left little to his family. His daughter, Luis, was in fact given nothing. This brings us to our paranormal experience. Those who work at the library claim to smell the scent of a musky perfume through the aisles and in the halls. The plumbing seems to be a favorite of the spirit as faucets turn on and off without a hand to control them. Books follow their own system of arrangement, much to the Dewey's dismay, and the lights seem to control themselves. Those who are aware of the Willard family story believe the Grey Lady that has been seen in the building, not only in person but in photos, is none other than Louise. Her father had given the majority of his estate to the library as a gift after his passing. The fact that she was giving nothing left a pain that followed her to her grave. And maybe beyond. For those who work in the Willard Library, they don't think the spirit is angry. They believe it could be one of their own who had passed in many years of the library's existence. However, the spirit may also not be alone. Who is to say if this ghost is overdue for a true story of vengeance or a happy ending? I'd be upset if I was a librarian putting a bunch of books away and nobody's following the freaking Dewey Decimal System. Because, like, I mean, th- just putting things away and then they're not where they're supposed to be. It's like, what, what am I doing? What, a- what part of my job is happening right now? Like... That's kind of what makes me think that maybe it's not a former librarian that was there. Yeah, like, unless they just, like, was there a former librarian at this library who hated the Dewey Decimal System and was like, we are going to use this other system because this is much better. I mean, I heard that people aren't really using the Dewey Decimal System anymore. It's something new. I mean, well, people are using the Dewey Decimal System, but, like, it's not as... It's kind of going out the door for something else, I think. Anyway, besides that, uh, I think that's... I wonder if 
it is Louise. Because even if you're angry, are you really going to be a super dick? Like, are you really going to be? Well, no, sh- is she angry at the library? Well, it sounds like she's or angry at the salty. library. Uh, probably a little salty. Because all of that money, if he's this well-to-do guy, all of that money then going to a library when you, you've you been living this life and like, I, I would want that money. But it's given to books. Why? This highlights a very uh, big moment in our society of money. Bill Gates is kind of doing the same thing, actually, with his kids. And they, they're not really getting an inheritance. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before, yeah. Right. Which is what happens is happening here. But I don't think these kids were set up for that. <laughs> but she was singled out, right? Right. Like... I don't know what kind of relationship they had. Honestly, it sounds like he was not well-liked in general. Maybe she was the vocal one. Like, she was like, Dad, you're a dick. Come home more often. Your family misses you. Like, you have a wife. Maybe you should Mm -hmm. retire. And Dad was like, and, you know. (laughs) You have, you're out of the will. (laughs) So I'm thinking, so the reason I said maybe she's salty um, was because if she doesn't seem angry... Maybe she just doesn't want things to go smoothly because she doesn't like the place. Yeah. You know, and she's just like, "Eh, I'm just going to, like, fuck with everybody here because whatever. I don't know. It seems a little out of place, though, because, like, if she doesn't like the place, I would assume that she would be angry and, like, want it torn down because she's, like... She would want chaos if that's the case. Like, she would just want things, and that might be why she's there, is she wants things to not go smoothly like oh he wanted this to be this grand place mm. <laughs> well now it's haunted so nobody wants to be here which is ooh, not true. or plot twist she wanted to own the library so that she could take care of it and he didn't give it to her and then somehow she's like well i'm still stuck here taking care of it now like she's actually upset because she never got to read twilight so well, I mean, now is her chance. It's got to be somewhere in that library. No one is checking out she's Twilight been trying in 2021. To, she's trying to find she can, it. She can read it, and then she can throw that book out the window. <laughs> um, and hopefully never watch the films. Uh, maybe it's just someone who liked books, you know? Maybe it's not somebody who worked there. Maybe it's it's just somebody or somebody who just liked going there. Yeah, or like maybe... You know, somebody's parent worked there, and so they spend a lot of their time there doing those shenanigans, like pulling pranks as a kid, because that's kind of childlike, right? Like, you know, turning on the faucet, turning it off, moving the books around. The picture, the picture, though, looks adult. I'm just confused, because if it's not angry, but it's there, is it just... If it's if it's really his daughter, I don't feel that there is a motive that wouldn't inspire an angry spirit you know right okay well taking a look online also this location has tours related to this ghost they also have websites where you can watch cameras to see if you can see it i mean that's just a basic look at it but like are they same kind of thing are they feeding into it I kind of wonder if, like, you know how in Haunted Mansion there's the hitchhiking ghosts? If these spirits just, like, go to these places and then 
um, just to like take a look around. Maybe this spirit was like, I'm going to read a book. And somebody saw it and was like, oh, <laughs> popped away. <laughs> and then and then but then it's like, oh, I like the attention. I um. so I've been playing Witcher 3 and I'm in this part of the story where there's a little um, it's called a godling. It's the type it's a type of, you know, like creature with mm-hmm. superpowers um, to simplify it. And it's in a house and it's making it seem haunted because the house was abandoned so long that people thought it was haunted. And this little godling's like, I, it's named Sarah, so cute. Um, it's like, I have nowhere else to go. So I just kind of like, I just, I just make it seem like it's still haunted. And you're walking around the house and there, this was before we were recording too. Like earlier today, I was playing this part and the little girl's like laughing. And then you go here and the door closes behind you. And then there's little drawings popping up places. And I'm like, okay. And she's just like, oh, you know, I just, you know, like, she's, like, she's giving this poor woman nightmares in the house. <laughs> and she's, like, I like nightmares. So like, I like scary dreams. They're fun. Things are chasing me. And you're, like, oh, my God. Um, and, you know, like, she's, like, well, you know, like, it just seems haunted. So I just made it seem more haunted so I can, you know, stay here. <laughs> so maybe, because it, it seems, like, very much. Playing along. Give them what they want. Like, right. But people love haunted things, which is why we have a paranormal podcast. Hello. But also, us historians, and also, especially not angry spirits. Like right, it's not. It's not from what I can tell. Like okay, yeah, the water bill's gonna go up a little bit, maybe. But like, it's not causing terrible events because I've heard of stories. I had a friend tell me at a wedding that um, the apartment above hers was haunted, and chains would be dragged along the floor. Like you could hear it. Um, because that spirit was just very angry. That's not happening here. And now you have cameras, more energy. Now you have uh, a lot of eyes and just a lot of want in that. So that's giving that spirit a little bit more extra push to be like, well, it's my time to shine. So in locations like this, and I wonder if we're going to keep seeing that as a trend are we feeding into are we feeding into what it wants is is oh that God, like celebrity spirit right Spe- celebrity status golden globes let's go oscars but also is that spirit ever going to get peace in that respect because it it deserves it i don't but then if it's getting what it wants like the attention and it's not acting out why is there no peace okay but is that what it wants or is it like acting out more because it's trying to be heard for what it wants well i think that since it isn't acting out violently or angrily that to an extent it is getting what it wants Uh, i just had a thought of if if a spirit acts out angrily does that can that happen with a well-meaning spirit at all or is that only for negative entities? Like, it does does a, a healthy, happy, not happy spirit, but like a healthy, um, kind spirit, well-adjusted, uh, do they have that capability to cause harm in any way, even to get a point across? Well, I mean, in that regard, like, if we're viewing a spirit as like an actual like full entity, not like a shadow of a person or an echo of a person, mm-hmm. like, but if they are a full 
they they are a complex being, which means that they they do have their limits. Just like, you know, when you get angry, there's a certain place where you can go. And when I get angry, there's a certain place where I can go. And neither of us, like, we don't know what the other one's limits are or, you know, like limits going up or limits going down, you know, like either way, like how much are you willing to lash out versus how much I'm willing to lash out. So if, they, if we're viewing that, them as complex beings, then one that's more well-adjusted and calm I don't think we'll act out that violently or and does angrily. it does um, it involve the way that that's that person had passed like is that kind of energy it all kind of feeds into itself but I I it's it's just more something to ponder and I think it's such a complex right like scenario in question because we do tend to think of spirits as like you know one way or another kind of thing or a very simplified being I'll say you know they're not <laughs> they're not like a storybook character. It's not like we're looking at fairies and Peter Pan and they can only hold one emotion at a time so they get mad and they act like this. Like we don't know that. We don't know. Like because you and I actually don't talk to spirits. So how would I know? No, this also has me thinking because Frank talked about like uh, nature spirits and things like that. I don't know if he that's what he he said. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. What if this is something like that? Like, I, there's a whole world out there. Of, I know, and we're, we're just, just touching the surface. No, we're just on the surface on the here. Surface. Yeah. As we move along, we'll probably find more things, and I'm excited for that journey. So, damn. Damn, Indy, you haunted. I mean, you know, when you look for it, like when we uh, when we move on to like Chicago hotels, like you know, we got some around here, everywhere. So, Congress Plaza stayed there. Good times. I've been in the lobby. It's across the street from school. There's, so. I think, a chair that Teddy Roosevelt had or something that's in there. It's very presidential. That They're like, you can familiar. look at this, but don't touch it. Where did I stay downtown? Palmer House Hilton. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I've been in that lobby. I've had a drink in that lobby. That was gorgeous. I was too young to drink when I stayed there. <laughs> oh, well, um, you missed out. But it's very expensive, but stunning. But I, I, the I, art. I didn't experience anything there. I also didn't know it was haunted. I guess I guess we should just have some a couple of hotel episodes of like what people have seen. Because <laughs> I know the Drake is haunted, too. You know what's funny? Um, I don't remember if I touched on this when we talked about like our backyard hauntings. Um but because where I am outside of Chicago, we're near John Wayne Gacy's house. You know, crazy clown. Um, his house is always up for sale. They've redone it. They've excavated. You know, like there's there should be nothing left, right? There is no evidence online about that place being haunted ex- at all, except from, I think Rob Zombie talked about it once. And then people local to the area talk about it like it's haunted. There is absolutely no evidence of it actually being haunted, though. Like, nobody has an actual story. Um, like, Dan grew up blocks from there. And so I think he's the first person who alluded to it being haunted. And I'm just like, I can't find anything to prove this. I'm still not going to go there. I'm not going to buy it or live there or rent it or walk by it. Yeah. But. That's a lot of negative energy on that property, though. So it wouldn't be surprising. Yeah, it wouldn't. That's just funny because it's one of those local things where everyone's like, oh, I don't want to live there. That place haunted. <laughs> and you're just like, no, just like horrific shit happened there. Yeah. <laughs> or near it or whatever. Um, and like, I don't I don't want anything to do with that. 
Whether it's haunted or not, I just don't want to. I'm very sensitive to energy, you know that, and vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't think I could be in that. Yeah. I don't think I could either. No, thank you. Alrighty. Thank you so much, Haunted Fam, for joining us today for the first episode back in 2021. We, as always, hope you enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed sharing. If you would like to send in your own experience, please do so at whatifitshaunted at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram at whatifitshaunted. If you would like to tell your story word for word, you can also leave a voice message through our Anchor page. That's anchor.fm slash whatifitshaunted. Please also remember to leave a review. Share this podcast with your fellow lovers of the unusual and subscribe. More listeners means more stories, which means more episodes. Speaking of more episodes, we have new ones every other Friday, so keep an eye out for the strange and not so usual. Remember, what if it's haunted? <laughs>